welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you on finally. <laughs> Angela, I've been I've been waiting for this moment. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> glad uh, I was worthy enough to come on the show. Oh and my gosh! Chat with your audience. Stop it! Stop it! I when you when we when we were chatting about this, uh, it was my honor. So thank you for being here. Uh, I just want to give a little bit of a background on you. I'm going to let you give us your story, but. Uh, Joey is, uh, first and foremost, one of my favorite HR influencers. I've been following him for probably longer than he knows. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, certainly look to you for your knowledge in HR. Um, You know, you're always spitting some knowledge, dropping some gems, all the above. But also uh, you have your your own firm. You have uh, your company called Jumpstart HR, which I know has been around for before it was cool, right? Like <laughs> a decade or so ago, you launched this business. And so yeah. I'd love to hear more about that. But tell us a little bit more about, about you too. Yeah, yeah. And again, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I feel like this conversation is just going to be two old friends who, who caught <laughs> up after, after much overdue uh, you know, <laughs> time away. But uh, I'm Joey. I, I founded my company 12 years ago, uh, so that was 2011. Definitely back before HR was was hot, was in, was sexy, was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some might argue it may not be yet still, but it's still an important aspect of of uh, keeping this thing we call Earth moving forward and uh, keeping people happy and excited about uh, what they do and how they uh, leave an impact on the world. Uh, my mm. origin story as an HR pro is probably similar to a lot of HR pros. I mean, I don't think anyone is in middle school or high school, you know, sitting in career day and it's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to be an HR pro, right? Like, Not yet. Not yet. It's going to happen yet. this year. <laughs> yes. But, but you know, life life happens. And so um, I think in, in high school going into uh, into college, I was a, a an athlete. I was a track athlete. So really good relationship with my my coach my coach was the the health teacher athletic trainer um super um, athletic director at our school and i'm like man you know what this guy has left such a huge impact on my life and i love sports i kind of want to be an athletic trainer or sports medicine doctor right i love helping people Mm. i love athletics i love seeing people uh, reach the highest heights of performance that they can and so, you know, I went down that path. I, I was an exercise science major in undergrad. I went to the University of Maryland College Park. So we call it kinesiology there because we're fancy. Um, so fancy. <laughs> but, but somewhere around my junior year, I realized, like, first of all, chemistry is not my thing. I'm not a fan. I hate it. So mm. there's no way you're going to ask me to do bioorganic chemistry and all those other hoops you have to jump through in the medical field uh, before you start practicing. Um, and then I also realized, like, I don't want to be taping up athletes for the rest of my life. I don't want to be 40, 50, 60 out on the field, away from a family. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to travel, uh, help people win. But someone said, hey, you should think about you should think about HR. And I was like, oh, OK, that's cool. Well, what is that? <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So because, you know, in college, you don't really if you're working a job, you don't you don't meet with HR, you, you meet with whoever your boss is, and maybe mm. you fill out an application, do an interview, and then your checks just mysteriously hit direct deposit, right? So I didn't know there was an inner working behind all of that. Um, but I did know in college, uh, like my junior or senior year, I was temping in DC. I, w- I would take like summer jobs in the city, making $20 an hour in the air conditioning. Mm. 
when my friends were out at the amusement parks making like seven fifty, <laughs> wearing Hawaiian shirts, you know, All in, right. in, in the heat. <laughs> and so I was like, oh yeah, I like this corporate life. Uh, we get paid more and uh, it's air conditioning. So mm-hmm. I was like, how can I take my love of helping people and translate it into uh, into corporate life? Um, I didn't want to do numbers. I didn't want to do technology. I didn't want to do all, all those things on a day-to-day basis. But I wanted some excitement. I wanted some energy. I wanted something fresh and new every day. And yeah, it was HR. And so I didn't realize at the time, but even now to this day, I'm grateful for that pivot because it allowed me to help me uh, transition from helping people reach the highest heights of performance in the ball fields and instead helping people reach the highest heights in corporate settings. And so mm-hmm. I love doing that. I had a progressive um, uh, career in HR from HR assistant to HR director. Uh, and now I said I wanted to start my own thing. So we provide HR for small businesses and startups. We help companies that don't have HR yet, but have HR issues. And so there's a lot of them. Uh, and so our mission is just to go and help as many of them uh, have great company, stay in business, grow, and, and make a difference in the world. So that's my, my HR origin story. I love that. See, y'all, HR can be cool. Yeah, just proved it today. Yes, it's official. <laughs> and yes, I am looking forward to attending all of your career fairs, and Joey is too, to talk about HR because yep. it's going to be, I think, a field that, um, first of all, we need innovation in mm-hmm. desperately. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't consider myself an HR person, but I've had a career in HR. Yeah. Uh, the the work that we do is with people. So, um, so yeah, tell us. Um, cause I think you've already answered my question about your impact. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Thank you for weaving that in. But, you know, given that you work in HR, you've been kind of seeped in the, the trends, you know, uh, you've been probably supporting businesses through things like COVID, um, the social unrest, uh, the injustice, um, that we've been facing for decades and centuries, but has kind of bubbled yeah. to the surface what are some of the, the things that you're seeing with, with some of the small businesses that you work with? Wow. So so I think um, if we could even just go back a little bit about, you said this mm-hmm. is like a casual, chill conversation. It um, is. Absolutely. Get your coffee. It, grab it, a coffee. Cozy in. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's funny you mentioned kind of the, the ebbs and flows and cycles and seasons of performing HR and the different external factors that have kind of made us question why we do what we do at work. And um, it has been interesting to steward these businesses through those changes. I think uh, in 2011, that was the whole big time where people wanted to do more with less, right? We were coming Mm -hmm. out of the recession. uh, Companies were were trying to stay lean. And so that meant, and just we always have this ethical lens, right? We never want to push people into poor working culture. We want to create great mm. working culture. So whatever the flavor of the day is for uh, for corporate America, we want to make sure it is also a great place for, for the people. Um, so back then it was, you know, do more with less, right? Scale down. One, one FTE is, is doing um, one and a half or two jobs, right? Mm. So, so our goal back then was really how do you create um, policies and workforce distribution and systems in place to help people manage uh, work at scale. Um, I think another big thing that came up was definitely um, various uh, racial um, 
racial issues and concerns, whether it be with uh, police brutality or uh, just um, the clashes that we still have to this day between um, different ethnicities. And so that that has helped um, shift the cruise ship. I always say big change is like turning a cruise ship like <laughs> bit by bit. Um, shift it for people to realize like, yes, disparity still exists in America and it shows up in different ways. Um, every year, unfortunately, we celebrate, air quotes on celebrate because it's not a good thing. Um, recognize, mm-hmm. we recognize the, the pay gaps, right? So mm-hmm. um, Women's International Day of Pay, Black Women's International Day of Pay, Hispanic Women's International Day of Pay, and realizing that there's so much disparity still. Um, so now we're in this season of stewarding companies through pay equity. Uh, mm-hmm. We're stewarding companies through um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, and making it more than a talking point or a checkpoint, but really something that's uh, integrated into their strategy. Uh, and and quite frankly, uh, hiring and, and keeping really good people, because as we know, it's been a season where it's been the, the great resignation um, that's turned into the great regret, uh, that's turned into all these other buzzwords and catchphrases that we've come up with <laughs> along the way. But all of that, I, I guess, to double down on, like, HR is exciting and HR is what keeps, HR is the glue that keeps an organization together. And if it's a messy organization, it's going to be messy glue. But if it's mm-hmm. a nice, well-run um, organization, then it'll it'll bond well for a reason. Um, so I hope that that kind of answered the question. I know we veered to look back a little bit, but as far as impact goes, for me, it's simple. I want people more excited about Monday than they are about Friday. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is getting excited about going to work, getting excited about spending time eight hours a day, some folks nine, some folks 10 hours a day at this place that you have to go there because it pays your bills. But why can't you also enjoy it? And why can't employers want it to be enjoyable? And so that's my main mission, whether that shows up through uh, the work of, of HR tech or uh, small business consulting or being a thought leader in the space, um, people should enjoy their jobs. I don't think that's a tough thing to ask for. We, we seek enjoyment in everything else. Why can't we seek enjoyment from our employment? That's my mission. I love it. I love it. And our missions are very well aligned there uh, when it comes to enriching the people you employ and, and how we do that. And so uh, you mentioned HR tech. Uh, which I think is another, just if we're talking about looking forward, but also we're just looking around currently at what's happening in, in, this, in every space, including HR. Uh, you know, one of the things I've had my eye open for um, is this thing called Chat GPT. Um, never and heard it's of something it. that, never heard of it. What's that? <laughs> um, and I, the reason why I'm so intrigued by it is because, look, one of the things we know about um, people in workplaces is usually people just want their leaders to get out of their way and to create better ways of doing work, right? Um, that is one of the, in addition to a lot of other things that enrich people within the workplace. But um, I'm intrigued with ChatGPT because it it provides another tool technology to potentially make people's jobs easier mm-hmm. um, and to leverage AI and all the things, all the, all the, the best things around AI. So First, before I go down a rabbit hole, you are probably more well-versed with how this impacts the world of HR and people at work. So yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So so let's. Uh, I always like starting with, with common ground and shared definitions. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, ChatGPT is a, a new tool that is uh, open source, uh, which means it's, it's free today. Um, they do have a paid plan. They do have some other things for business. Um, but if you were on this pod and you're like, oh, I'm curious, you, you could go to the ChatGPT website, sign up for a profile and start playing around. Um, what it is, is it's a, it's a search engine that actually will produce the uh, queries or the searches that you're asking for, not in a way that a traditional search guides you to resources. ChatGPT guides you to the actual solution. So uh, you could ask ChatGPT, uh, hey, write a uh, rap song about um, social responsibility at work and make it in the theme of uh actually what's your favorite what's your favorite rapper do you have a favorite rapper oh my gosh i'm gonna like go old school i feel like i would say t-pain say t-pain t-pain all right so you <laughs> yes. can do it you can say hey create a, a t-pain inspired rap song for social responsibility at work podcast and in like 15 seconds it'll have this full three verses two choruses one hook and bridge song that it just made by sourcing what exists out there in the world and then producing a um, an answer. And that answer that ChatGPT produces is typically, um, it's not it's not plagiarized, like it's, it's authentic, it's original, it's new. So uh, if that scares you or excites you, um, both answers are true because it has uh, far-reaching implications for um, not only just HR and HR tech, but recently um, they've actually created the backdoor channels, they're called API, but the back channels for more apps to talk to the program and use the program. Stop me if I get too nerdy, too technical. I'm trying to like, no, trying to keep it high I, level here. <laughs> trying to keep it 30,000 feet, right? Okay, so. <laughs> but so Slack, recently, to your point, Slack just implemented their, um, they just integrated ChatGPT. I just saw that announcement. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so in the, bounds of using this tool are infinite um, or at least far reaching. Um, so for example, the, the way that Slack might use it is different than QuickBooks, is different than Instagram, is different than Mint.com, is different than mm-hmm. Monday.com. But all of these tools have value by connecting with this thing that can just create out of the blue. Um, so, so I'll give you a stat that's pretty interesting. So people say that a tool is widely adopted if it reaches a million users, right? So mm-hmm. ChatGPT broke the record for the fastest um, reach of 1 million users. Netflix took three and a half years. Twitter took two years. Spotify took five months. Instagram took two and a half months. ChatGPT took five days. Stop. Five days to reach a million users when Netflix took three and a half wow. years. And everybody uses Netflix. Uh, <laughs> now, you may share the password, but, you, but you're using right, it. Right, not anymore. So, not people I share my password with. <laughs> yeah. So so people people will argue and say, oh, this it's a fad. It's a, it's a trend. Um, this is just like the flavor of the week. But no, I, I really want you to pay attention to ChatGPT and how it might impact you or in your job. Um, because it's here to stay, it's integrating, it's different than like Web3 or NFTs, um, and even blockchain. I think I think people are, are mm. more integrating chat GPT than blockchain. Uh, so 
I'll try to get out of the weeds. Thanks for indulging me in that. But um, that's kind of <laughs> like a, a primer. And I could go wherever you want to go after that. Mm. Yeah, no, you provided a beautiful description. Everything made sense. And I, I learned something. Um, and I love this idea of it's, it, it, it's a, a way to search, but it's providing a solution. And yeah. kind of almost like a product. Because if I think about um, the way that I've been using it, for example, you know, you're... Mm -hmm you're really using it to um, create a template of something that you're trying to, to say, and you take like the best pieces of it. Right. So, yep. um, so, so, so let me, let me start here. So how does this impact work then? And then how does this impact, I guess, HR process in particular? Uh, are, are you ready for a big answer? I'll, I'll, yes. I'll distill it. Um, okay. So for the HR pro, uh, I think what it'll allow you to do is uh, free your, your brain and, and the anxiety of having to create uh, content um, where you become the editor and not the originator. So uh, whether it's um, sending an, an employee might ask, hey, how much PTO do I have? Right. If you want to craft a thoughtful answer, you could you could say, hey, send a PTO or create a PTO response email for so-and-so who has so-and-so number of hours left. Copy, paste, send, right? Now, you should always be editing what mm. it's producing, but it's going to free your time up to not have to create these emails from scratch or these communications from scratch. Um, it'll also help you if you have questions that you might typically go to Google for. You might say, hey, um, hey, ChatGPT, uh, how is Roe v. Wade impacting the workforce today? Mm -hmm. And it'll give you a, uh, a paragraph or two response. Um, so it is both resource and, uh, and tool that you could use to shave time. Um, now, when people say shave time, they also go into like, okay, well, do we need an HR department of five or can we do an HR department of three or two? And that's the scary part of it, is that companies may be reimagining their workforce, not just in the HR department, but across all, all, um, all avenues of, of business. Um, I have a colleague who said, you know, historically, I would keep three marketers on my team. We're heavy into copywriting. We're heavy into white paper. But with ChatGPT, I was able to do in 15 minutes what I would, what I would task someone to do in two weeks. And so they've um, shifted their um, their hiring strategy from the three FTEs to like one or one and a half. And so it, it's, it's a truly disruptive tool. Um, another danger of that, though, is like, well, where's, where's this information going? So mm -hmm. you've got to think from a confidentiality standpoint, who are you really sharing this information with? Uh, I was I was interviewed by a, um, a reporter and I was like, you know, if if, if Wells Fargo has an HR pro that's like, I need to write a layoff letter, right? Who who is seeing that on the other end and who might be tipped off that Wells Fargo might start doing layoffs, uh, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's a new tool. There are pros, there are challenges, there's risks, there's opportunity. Um, but the long and short of it is get to know it, start using it, and mm -hmm. then figure out where the future will take it. 
Yeah, well, you, you mentioned the, the dangerous side of it. And I would love to, because, you know, with these things, I always look, I'm looking at both sides, you know, like two things can be true at once. Like this is a very yep. powerful tool. And like I, you know, I teach um, uh, graduate students. And one of the first things I said the first day of class was be resourceful. You are allowed to use chat GPT. Like it is a tool. It's a reality. Just like Google was for us, right? When we were, yep. that was probably a concern at some point, like, well, how are people going to get information? We're not going to use encyclopedias anymore. Some people are going to be listening to this and not even know what an encyclopedia is. So <laughs> yes, it's a tool. It's a reality of how we get information. One of the things that concerns me the most is around this idea of the, the information, right? So uh, I know you and I were talking about this and that, you know, we we know that AI can be biased, just like the humans that created the information and where the AI is harvesting the information. So what are your thoughts on that just from a from a bias perspective? Like, let's say, for example, I said, ChatGPT, uh, develop a job description for a role. Um, and then I read through that and I realize like, oh, you know, does this really need a college degree? Or, you know, is it getting information that may cause me to reduce my pipeline of that position or use biased language. So what are your thoughts on that? Certainly, certainly. And this is where I always caution folks to uh, always make sure you're the editor and not just copying and pasting. Um, you should mm -hmm. be reviewing the output. And I think um, you mentioned disparity from like the, the job description standpoint. And this is, this is true because I think that a, uh, a person who isn't trained in search, whether it be Boolean, mm. Boolean or whether it's um, like really figuring out how to drill down to get exactly what you want, um, the average person is probably going to put a, a request into ChatGPT and get a complex document that's maybe anywhere from 20 to 40% truly what you want. So you have to spend the human time and effort to get it from 20 to 40 to a hundred, right? Hmm. Or for those, that's for the perfectionists in the room. Like obviously 80 is probably good for most people, but right, like <laughs> 80 to a hundred, yes. you want 80 to a hundred percent what you want. Um, and that's the type of things that you're gonna be looking for from the context of a job description is like, um, how many years of experience is truly required? What degrees are truly required? What uh, job duties do they say are incorporated in here? Um, and is that really true or not? Because uh, an accountant in one environment could be totally different than an accountant in another. Uh, for example, an accountant in a brick and mortar uh, restaurant might be different than an accountant at a fully remote tech startup. And so you're asking this tool to create create a job description, but depending on how clear you are up front and then how uh, much time you dedicate to editing the product, uh, you might not get the result that you want. So it, mm -hmm. it does require intentionality, hand-holding, uh, peer review. Maybe you review it and then share it with another colleague. But yeah, there is there is the potential for um, disparity and um, for lack of, uh, lack of ethics. Hmm. So what do you envision the organization's role and responsibility is going to be around, I guess, skill building around chat GPT, just like any other tool we introduce to an organization. Do you have any hypotheses on that? 
I do. I do. I, th I think um, for the past couple of years, I've been saying every every role is a tech role. Uh, and mm. I think that chat GPT just makes that all the more abundantly clear, which is scary because there's some folks in the world who make a lot of good money and some who don't but who may have flip phones and no access to internet at home and may live in mm. areas that are uh that that lack like like really good internet um lack wi-fi mm -hmm. um so the disparity can just continue to to separate those who have and those who have uh, have not um but it's going to require employers to really have an ethical statement on their use of technology. So whether that means um, their means for using technology as a means to evaluate um, employment changes, the hiring, firing, promotions, uh, uh, ethical stand on how to use it uh, with, with responsibly retaining headcount. So you're not just like laying off a bunch of folks because a tool can do something. Mm. Uh, and I think that it's gonna require us to treat chat GPT or similar tools uh, as a skill that everyone should learn how to how to utilize and utilize responsibly because um, if you can't utilize it but then the world is requiring it you become outdated pretty quickly and so hmm. everyone I think should be paying attention to how to get the most out of search and then an ethical way of using chat GPT awesome well uh, gosh I mean we could probably dig really deep into this topic and some of its uses. But what I'm hearing is uh, JetGPT is uh, not a trend. It's something that is uh, probably likely to stay. It has a massive, um, a massive impact and implication for work and how we work and how we're resourceful. Uh, it's also kind of clear to me that you still need human skill and discernment when it comes to ChatGPT, just like any other technology. It is a tool. It's a piece of the pie. It's uh, not the end all be all. So robots are not taking our jobs um, necessarily, but organizations will be rethinking what this means from a content perspective and how we can maybe elevate people's roles, right? I, I like to think about it like that because you talk about HR and I know a lot of HR people are wanting to do more strategic work and they have the ability and the capacity for that. So a tool like this could really move forward industries or move forward fields of study or, or um, practice. So that's exciting. Um, and then there's some potential dangerous parts uh, around uh, if we're not managing it well, like ethics and bias, which we know is just pretty prominent in AI overall. So I love this conversation. I feel like we need yeah. to like check in maybe in a few months <laughs> to see like it's probably going to be Shoot. a million miles Two away days. from what we talked about today. <laughs> yes. I mean, exactly. to, to think of to think of where this has all evolved in just a few short months. Um, so I think the public release of ChatGPT was like November 2022. So it's still mm. relatively a, a new tool. So from November until March 23, now we have uh, businesses um, can create their APIs for it. Um, even in February, they had re uh, released their like $20 a month um, paid plan. Um, they, they're, they're moving fast. It's, it's a moving train. 
um, mm. we're going to have to pay attention to the, the government and uh, mm. what rules and regulations and guidelines they recommend for the effective use of AI in the workplace. Um, those conversations are actively happening. But as we know, government, sometimes it's, it's, it plays catch up. So uh, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what uh, what happens. But yeah, this thing is moving incredibly fast, and and ChatGPT represents just one aspect of the way that um, AI and machine learning is is happening. Have you seen this tool that uh, somebody took a a Mariah Carey song and they did like this deep fake voice cover? So they had Whitney Houston singing this Mariah Carey song. And no, so, I have not seen that. Yeah, so there's that. Um, there's wow. a tool out now that has um, AI training. So like, it's a it's an AI humanoid that appears real. They look they look real. It's a real person. It's just like CGI or whatever. And you can do micro learning um, with this bot. So hmm. if 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 you are skeptical about the role that artificial intelligence is going to play in the workplace, I would just say, you know, get your head out of the sand and look around because everything is changing. Every Everything we thought to be un, undoable uh, or impossible is, is now happening. Um, what should have scared you was the Tupac hologram at Coachella because that's when you... No, I remember that. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, but, something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but now you know deep fakes are gonna be a thing, right? So mm. you might even have like fake clips of of prominent CEOs saying inappropriate things, and then that driving stock prices down. Like the the worst case scenarios are very real at this point. Um, deep fakes could get a lot of people in trouble. Mm. So. Yeah, at some point, we'll have to have a, a legal expert maybe join the podcast if, if you know anybody, um, because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm really curious about the, the legal implications, too, of this. You were talking about plagiarism before, but, mm-hmm. you know, like intellectual property and how that works. And you mentioned, you know, even the, the, the method of typing in the question, what, where that goes and how that manifests. So um, definitely another conversation happening between you and I, Joey, and then maybe we'll we'll bring in a legal expert to kind of explore this a bit more. Yep. Yep. Love it. Love it. Well, Joey, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I just really appreciate your insights and your futurist thinking around HR. You know, I, I consider you, um, you know, one of the most innovative HR folks who are out there, you know, speaking on some of the things we should be thinking about. I know your business uh, supports organizations through this type of change. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what you all are working on, some of the things, some of the ways that people can work with you and where to find you yeah. too. <laughs> all right, cool. So so first of all, uh, Angela, again, I just want to thank you for this space. I know that uh, somebody's listening or tuning in and now their, their wheels are spinning of mm-hmm. either how do I implement this at work or how do I learn this skill so I can be more valuable at work? Or, oh my goodness, the alarm bells are ringing. We need to call our attorneys tomorrow, right? <laughs> um, if, if any of that is true for you, then mission accomplished on our, on our chat mm-hmm. today. Uh, but you can find me out on the interwebs uh, at Joey V. Price HR. Um, I'm committed to this HR thing so much that it's, it's in, my, in my handles. So Joey V. Price HR every, everywhere. 
uh, you can find our company at jumpstart-hr.com. Um, so that's jumpstart-hr.com. Uh, that's if you want to um, part with, partner with us, learn more about our services, read our blog, catch our podcast. Uh, the podcast is called While We Were Working. Um, so you can go to our website, click the podcast button, and it'll, it'll take you there. Um, and then a new thing that we're doing, we're offering uh, DISC tests, certified uh, trainers who will offer DISC coaching, not just to you, but to your whole team, because it's not enough to learn about how you communicate, but you want to learn how your team communicates as well. And so um, if, if you're of interest, we'll, we'll do a we'll do a 25% discount for, for Angela's crew. Um, awesome. <laughs> we'll do promo code social, uh, promo code social, uh, all caps, and we'll do 25% off if you are interested in our for yourself and your team. And uh, we'll give Angela the link to, to, of where to buy it from. But that's what we're what we're doing. Uh, we're a minority business enterprise, so uh, we work with companies big and small. And uh, yeah, again, just thank you for this this time uh, to chill, sip coffee, catch up with the old friend. And I know this won't be our last <laughs> combo for sure. Absolutely, Joey. I so appreciate you. Thank you for being on. Thanks for um, the work that you do, and I'm sure we'll be back soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you.